1: I've been called the songbird of my
3: generation Stop. by people who've heard me. That good. On 1080,
2: the fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome into Sports Sunday. It is a Mike and Rashad only edition today.
3: Yes, Joe desired to be a slacker today.
2: Well, guess what? I'm going to be a slacker next week because I'm out next week.
3: Oh man, you people!
2: And then uh, I'll be back the week after that, and then I'm out the week after that. Well, you were almost out the week yeah, last week too. Almost doesn't count, Lynch. You were like, "I'm going to be out. I'm going to tell you." I was going to be sure. out,
3: but then I was like, "Man, I can't miss an opportunity to speak with my people. Like, I'm not going to do that."
2: Uh, I will Rob literally this
3: baritone. No. I will.
2: I will literally be out of the state next Sunday, uh, and actually, technically, two, three Sundays from now, I'll be out of the state. So, uh, it's not that I don't want to; it's that I will not be here.
3: <laughs> yeah, right, bro. Tell, uh, us, tell us anything, Mike Lynch. Okay, fine. I don't
2: want to be here those days. Well,
3: there you go. Just do the show you, yourself. You heard it here, folks. It's fine. You heard it here, folks. Mike Lynch does not like you guys. He said it. <laughs> I hate you all. He's just said it. Now you have confirmation.
2: Yes, and don't don't clip that. Good thing I, there's no producer today because I'm not clipping that for myself.
3: It's <laughs> um, cool. I'll save it later when I listen to it on the uh, on the podcast.
2: Yes, yeah, Les Schwab Tires podcast on that's the Odyssey app on 10 and 1080thefan.com, which I will be posting, so maybe I can clip that out for myself anyway.
3: Nope. Too late, I'll just man. clip
2: the whole conversation out and then post the post the podcast myself. I'm in control here.
3: <laughs> I'm in here watching Cheaters. Nothing else is – I mean, I can't hear it. I want to put the closed caption on just so I can read. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Cheaters on Saturday mornings and, and Sunday mornings if I get a chance.
2: You've talked about the show before, right?
3: I, th- I think we, we may have t- – we've talked about a lot of things, but probably –
2: Is it one of those like uh, I'm looking at it now in the reflection is it 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 almost looks like it's it knows that it's stupid and it plays it up because they just did like a fake spy green filter with like the checker box that went down and like a a square that went over the body like zooming in like
3: the editing at this point was a one you know I'll be honest like nobody was doing anything like cheaters to where they was zooming in on the face and Blurring out the face and stuff outside of like, so this America's is like uh,
2: Jerry Springer or Maury, but kind of yes, like private investigator. More version.
3: like one of those first forty-eight states. You oh, know, okay. One of the uh, one of the ones where a lot of stuff happens. Like you put a camera, you put a camera down there, you're just gonna get TV gold.
2: That was a show I watched for a while. First forty-eight. Yeah, I'm not much of a reality TV person, and that's what this is. This is reality television. Yeah. Uh, is smut reality television. It too. is. But, for, see, they just did it again. They do, like, this weird, like, fake spy stuff on the editing.
3: <laughs> yeah, because they have to, you know, the the person that's uh, being followed probably didn't sign a, sign a release, so yes. they can't really use their face.
2: Um, but uh, First 48 was a show that I did watch for a couple of years. First of all, I stopped watching it because it was super depressing. Because most of the time, they don't catch the guy in the first 48 hours. It's really difficult. And... The one I remember watching the most of was some neighborhood in Miami that was just, like, the worst. And it was, like, a really run-down neighborhood, and there was constantly murders. I forget the name of it, but I'm assuming you watched it.
3: No, I hated the first oh, 48. Why? I Why? Like, because, so it always sounds like I'm going racial sometimes. But the truth is, some things need to be racialized. And as a black dude, like, it was, every time I turned on the first 48, it was about some black killing and i'm like man i know black people kill black people that's okay yes we know that but you know there are other races that kill other races too and it felt like there's just a constant marathon of you know that so it, it can be kind of depressing like you said uh to watch but for me for a few different reasons but yeah, yeah it was just it's, it was one of those things that cops a lot of those things that were kind of really rooted in racism towards black and brown uh families so it was just one of them things. Is that no, another I, show that was tough for cops, you? Not not tough. I just, I hated cops. But, yeah, it was one of those things. It was like, man, it, this looks – I feel like there's a theme here. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I can not watch this. There are so many, you know, terrible reality shows that I could have got caught in, you know, at that point. So I end up watching some of those as well. Making Afraid is awesome.
2: You, you talked about this, these reality shows, and I just – yesterday – was uh, budgeting with my girlfriend because uh, we are moving in together in a couple weeks, and we were just building out our budget of like what our bills are and what, what we normally pay and stuff like that. And I and I still have cable, mostly really? for the, yeah, mostly for the sports aspect of it. So do I have, can land, have
3: do you have a landline too?
2: No, well, yes, but I don't actually <laughs> really? have a landline. It's part of the bundle. Part of the
3: bundle. I yes, get it.
2: there is a phone number attached to that somewhere, um, and send, and for like the one solicitor that calls every three weeks. Yes, I do see it on my TV that there's a call coming in, but I don't have a landline, so uh, uh, go away, please. (laughs) But uh, we were going through it, and you're talking about a lot of these shows you're talking about are cable shows. Right. All of these reality TV shows, I I know that on like YouTube TV and Hulu TV you can get those channels, so it does kind of count as streaming now, but I'm talking like in terms of, the streaming services, like if you're just watching the shows made for Netflix or Prime or Hulu, I don't feel like we see a lot of the reality type shows on those networks or no, on those uh, streaming services.
3: You know where they are? They're on the ones that aren't as, aren't as popular for now. So if you go to Tubi, which is free and Tubi's awesome. It has a great movie. Yeah, Tubi. It's a free app. Uh, All this stuff, all the movies, all the shows are free. But like, if you want to see like Rock what's, of Love, what's the catch? Give, give your email. So you, sometimes you don't have to give your email just just to sign in. You can if you give your email and stuff oh, like that.
2: Is that the one that it's not real channels? It's their own channels. Like it's they, not MTV.
3: It's like Tubi Music. No, they have. Well, I think they might have that. But like Hulu, not Hulu. Excuse me, but uh, Roku has like uh, MTV Jams, MTV Rock, MTV This. So there's just like this block of MTV uh networks you can kind sounds of sounds like it plays music videos it's too. pretty no it's pretty tight like one day <laughs> i just watched like an hour's worth of ll cool j videos and was like man this is awesome so uh but yeah so some there's a there's a channel on there did you has, look
2: at the clock after an hour and be like what am i doing
3: i mean because i knew and it was, an they, hour they were playing him like an order so i knew exactly what song was coming next so it was it was pretty cool but there's <laughs> another channel that has just it's just maury and just steve wilkos all day. Okay. <laughs> All day. And I'm like, So just man, drama. Yes. I can watch the Maury one. Steve, not as much. I
2: love Maury. Maury's great. And Maury's retiring, right? He, Isn't he's that,
3: like 80. I didn't know he was that old.
2: Wasn't that the news that broke a couple weeks ago that he he announced he was going to retire? Yeah, he
3: should, man. But the Maury show should have been over 15 years
2: ago. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I liked Maury better than Jerry Springer. Er,
3: you got to see early Jerry Springer.
2: I did. No, I, like, I, I've i seen early Jerry Springer. Yeah. I For whatever... I, the level of insanity on that show was almost too much for me. Oh man. I liked the drama of Maury because it felt real because if they like did the build up well and then either the guy or the girl would sprint into the back room when they he got the says, bad news.
3: He's not the father. Oh, oh. and then do comes out regardless of who the guy is or how many people she slept with. Boo. And what are you booing <laughs> me for? Boo her. I don't get it. Yep. You ever notice the girl never makes it to the couch on Maury? Like when she always walk, collapses before the, fire, the couch. Just right before the couch, like at the ed- or at the edge of the couch, but oh. never actually on the couch. Makes
2: you think that it's uh all staged then. <laughs>
3: oh man, I mean a lot of it is staged. Actually, there was a a reality show about I wanna believe it's real, okay? There was actually a reality show about a reality show, and it was um like a behind the scenes of how they do Jerry Springer. And so they they showed them bringing in a guest and telling them how they wanted them to talk up the the situation and say this and you're I want you to be like this and I want you to be waving your hands like damn like so it kind of took away a little bit of that like a lot of that suspense because because yeah, like, you knew oh, it was you, all you, you predetermined because okay, well, early Jerry Springer like the first couple seasons it was. They were scrapping. It was yes. real fights
1: and legitimate like, oh, fighting. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, there's a guy from Portland, uh, my guy Henry, that was on there uh, a couple times, you know, fighting with his boyfriend and fighting with some other people. And it was, it was comedy gold. I kind of make fun of him when I see not make fun of him, but we talk about it. And I got a couple jokes about that every time I see him. But yeah, man, like early Jerry Springer, that set the tone. That said, okay, reality TV, what's next? Who, who's I, got
2: up? The whole reason I brought that up was that it feels like that type of TV will slowly die with cable because there are people who still have it. I still have it, and I could very easily go to a channel that has something like that on. But, like, if I'm on Netflix or Prime or Hulu, I guess unless it's, like, Tiger King, which was a documentary, but it was in that realm, you're not seeing – you're not going to see it as much, so I wonder
3: if that kind of show is going to go away. And I think – you know, I really think it depends on on the network because you got things like um, – Survivor, you know, Big Brother, all these things still, you know, come on, but these yep. are on uh, network television. So The Bachelor, uh, for whatever reason, I've been watching The Bachelor for the past like for two or three seasons. For maybe. whatever reason? So, no, so I, watched, I would think you should know no, why you're watching no, so The listen, Bachelor. So, listen, this is what happened. It kind of was so I watched one season. I'm not a Bachelor guy, I'm not like a dating show guy. Oh, like, I they're hate irri- that. They're so, they're so irritating. Yeah. So, but they had the first Black Bachelor they've ever had. So, I had to watch it. And so as I'm watching uh, that process, they oh chose- like the
2: actual guy who was yes. the bachelor was black. And so
3: they chose bachelorettes from that bachelor. So now I'm like, okay, well I know these girls because I watched them on there. So they always do. now watch the bachelorettes. They keep bachelorette. them coming back. And so then that's and so now I'm like, at first I wasn't ever invested. In I was like, okay, well I know that guy. So. <laughs> I'll watch, I'll watch this guy, you know. 89% of
2: these people are douchebags. Most but I'm going to keep are, following them anyway.
3: Most of But then you you get that one that's like, man, I like them. I want them to win. And then they don't win. It's like, man, F the show. <laughs> Never watching this again. It's
2: stupid. <laughs> there was one guilty pleasure I had, and this was thanks to my ex-wife. Ben, and she watched it, and I watched it with her. It was called You're the One or You Are the One or something like that. And it was a dating like show. TV
3: or something like that, was it?
2: Probably. Yeah. I don't know. And it was the show where – they put 20 people onto an island or in a house. It's very real world. And they told them that one other person in that house is your perfect match. They did, like, personality tests.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that.
2: And, uh, you know, it's a TV show, so they're probably not perfect matches, if you know what I mean. But whatever the personality was. And then they would have to vote at the end of each week who uh, they thought was a match. And then lights would come on for the amount that they got correct. And I remember the first season I watched it, it was like the most they ever got was three lights. And then they kept changing the couple because they don't tell you if you're right or not. They just mm-hmm. say Somebody's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and then, at the very end, it was one. They got one right after like 10 weeks of the of the show. So
3: if you like that, there's a show that's on HBO Max <laughs> and it's called F Boy Island. Oh, boy. And it was it was great. It was super. Uh, it was hosted by um, Nikki Glaser. Okay. And so uh, you had three um, eligible bachelorettes and everything, and then you put a bunch of dudes in the house. Some of them are self-professed nice guys. Others are self-professed D-bags, basically. And so um, the they have to figure out, like, who's the F-boy and who is the nice guy. Ah. And so then what you figure out is as much as ladies say that they want a nice guy, they want a nice guy, they want a nice guy, they kept... Eliminating the nice guys because they don't tell them who's what yeah. until you get eliminated. And then you're finding out that, yeah, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy, too. I'm a nice guy. And yeah. then in between, they're, oh, I'm an F boy. But it was like, okay. These so are... really,
2: you're finding out that what we always knew is that what ladies do want a nice guy, but they, they're they attracted to the F boys. Yeah. No, and, and <laughs> they know what want I'm
3: the fun. Like They like You have somebody telling you all the, the, the right things and everything. Everything and, you want to hear. And everything you want to hear. And, you know. So, hey, like we, I gotta, you get a chance to really see how some women, not all of them, but some of them. Of course. Yeah. It
2: is a stereotype so for a reason. F-Boy after
3: Island, all. man. To ch- <laughs> check it out. I, it was, not, it was I really funny. don't
2: like trashy TV that much. And they're the
3: cursing and stuff like that. So it's actually pretty. It, it was it was Maybe. pretty pretty funny. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, we'll check see. it out.
2: All right. Well, uh, we'll get to uh, plenty of stuff on the show today. Text us 503-250-1080 on the fan text line. And you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade 503, and uh, the station's at 108 to the Fan. Joe's out. He's at Joe Fish 3 F I S C H. That's all Twitter. By the way, um, look, I'm not a golf guy. I don't particularly care. I- I've kept my eye on the Masters because it is the Masters, after all. It is the you know uh, you could argue the granddaddy of them all in terms of the majors. So we'll talk a little bit about the Masters and Tigers' return, shocking return, to the course this week. And uh, we'll get to a little Blazers. We'll get to a little NBA playoff preview because we're on the last day of the regular season. And uh, we'll see what else kind of comes up as the show moves on. This is Sports Sunday on A to the Fan.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Richard on 1080
2: The Fan. Welcome back into Sports Sunday, 920 here on your Sunday morning. Spent the first segment talking about trashy TV, and that's okay. Oh, turn the mic on.
3: Whoops, I'm still watching. I'm so invested up here. I can't even hear them. And I'm like, I understand everything they're saying, though.
2: Uh, on this show, are the are the people in it, like, attractive? Some of them, but no, yeah. not really. Because I feel like if you're on this TV show, you're probably not uh, not really worth cheating on or over, right?
3: Some of them are
2: really attractive. Some of them are They're
3: boogalos. standing
2: outside of uh, 7-Eleven right yeah, now. Yeah, some
3: of them, you know, got to get swishers and you got to get some, some, well, I would say condoms, but one of them is pregnant, so I assume condoms aren't being worn <laughs> in, in this situation. But, yeah, you know, got to get some gas at 7-Eleven. It's cheap. Why not?
2: So the story of the weekend this weekend has been Mr. Tiger Woods uh, being back at the Masters after 14 months after the car accident, the single car crash he was in, where they thought he may have to amputate his leg uh, or legs, plural. I think it was just one, but I think at at a moment there it could have been both. So 14 months from a serious accident that almost had him lose his leg, he was back playing at Augusta National. And the story of that was massive. Now, I'm not a golf guy. I tried it for a while. I, tri- I tried it. Like, I tried watching it for a little bit to try to see if I could get into it. It's really not for me. But I do understand that the Tiger Woods story overtakes your love or dislike or whatever you feel about the sport because it's Tiger Woods. And the 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 way I want to kind of take this segment, and I'm curious how you feel about this, Rashad, is Sook said something this week on primetime that really startled me. He said that Tiger coming back to play at the Masters after the accident was, like, more surprising or – I can't remember the exact word he said – either more surprising or a bigger story than when the USA beat the USSR in hockey. And I was like, What? Like more surprising, I mean, that might have been the way he said a bigger story, maybe not, but more surprising. And I looked at him and I, I was like, "There's no way." Like, that's like one of the most unlikely things that's happened in in our like big generalized sports history, at least in the U.S., of course, right? Um, now Tiger didn't play particularly well. He had a good first round. He's he's he made the cut. He's plus six, so he's he struggled in the second two rounds of the tournament, but. Um, the fact that he was able to return from that injury and come back and play is amazing. Absolutely. It shows a determination to get through the physical therapy he had to get through and fight through whatever pain, because I'm sure he's been in pain these last few days playing on, on the injury um, or, or the recovered leg at the very least. I'm just curious if you, if you view this as that level of amazing or if it's just because, to be honest, the way I view it is, oh, okay, cool, an injured athlete came back a little bit faster than, than, than people thought. And I understand that the injury was very serious, but we've kind of reached a point in sports now where injuries are not the death knell. So I'm curious if you feel how you feel about that.
3: I mean, usually, you know, we always talk about how great of a feat it is when somebody comes back from in basketball or in football from like an ACL tear, right? Or an MCL or worse than that, an Achilles. We look at Kevin Durant and go, "Oh my god, man, this kid is so good because he ruptured his Achilles and was still able to come back and be as good as he's ever been, you know, in life. And so Although he, he is I
2: mean, now much more injury prone than he ever was. He, he
3: is, but. Uh, Which I'm sure of, is yeah. connected
2: in some way. Yeah.
3: And and some, and a lot of it is probably connected to the fact that Katie's 33 and plays a lot of basketball, 33, 34, something like that. And plays a lot of hoop. So, you know, that's not super, super surprising that he's starting to, you know, I'm not gonna say fall apart, but he's getting older. Things are happening. Tiger almost had his legs amputated. Yeah. Amputated. Not, you know what I mean, not worked on, not multiple surgeries, not reconstructive surgery, taking away. That's crazy. And then you talk, what, 17 months later?
2: I think it's 14 months. 14.
3: Oh, so. Even less. Two years, Liam Sandler, uh, less than two years. It's a year and two months, right? Less than two years. He's out there playing again and the most competitive golf tournament in the world with the greatest golfers in the world, to my knowledge, I I didn't mind you, I haven't watched much of the master. So I don't, I don't want to lie, but I, was he in a cart or was he, was I think he walking he, a lot of the time. I, the,
2: I can't answer that. I think he's walking, but I can't answer that. for
3: Because sure. that was his big thing. He was like, if I can't walk the course, then I don't want to play. I can't play like, you know, cause walking is part of, of that. So it's impressive what Tiger has been able to do. Like, for him to be tied, what, for 43rd, 44th at this point? I haven't seen the leaderboard since yesterday.
2: But uh, he is currently 45th. Okay. So he made the cut. He's now eight over. Yeah. He, but he did make the cut.
3: And at a point, he he was he was par. And that, that's all I remember. That's what popped up on my timeline is that Tiger is now you know par in the Masters. Like, oh, okay. That's awesome. So I don't want to say because I don't want to say it was as big as USA defeating Russia in the – and hockey, because I mean, I, they, I think USA won. Yeah, I mean Tiger hasn't won now. If he came back and won the Masters, or even that, if he had a top ten finish at the Masters, okay, top fifteen finish even was like okay, that's something to that's that that's that's promising. If you're a golf fan, if you're but, Tiger Woods, but for me, it's like it's it's impressive that you got out there. You're Tiger Woods, so we want to see. We want to see Tiger, like, and and it's which is.
2: And look, maybe this is wrong of me, and that's why I'm I'm bringing it up. But like, is it weird that I'm a li- I'm a little bit ho hum that he came back from an injury and played golf again? Like, I understand that it was serious, and the thought was he wouldn't play again. But how many times have we seen that story over the last 10, 15 years with modern medicine? Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to come back and play the same way. Well,
3: yeah, because I think is you that know, wrong
2: of me to feel ho hum?
3: Well, because I think the. We've been told that, you know, you can't do certain things, right? There was a point to once you got an ACL injury, your career was over. Yeah. That was it, you know, for for any sport. That happened when Bo Jackson messed up his hip. Now they just do a surgery and get Bo Jackson back out there to play football. There was a point to where, nah, bro, your career is over now. And so, yeah, when we hear these things, like, we think, okay, with the Tiger struggling with a back issue, right? Career's is over. You can't swing a ball or they can't swing wrenches and your back is messed up. We just – we all know that and so what happens gets it fixed comes back we didn't think he could but he's, he's competing in the masters again he's competing in the the open again it, it just keeps happening and tiger is not everybody else and i think that's the big thing like his threshold for pain the things that he's been able to work through and fight through and all those things like it's 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 impressive like as a golfer we don't hear a lot of golfers with career ending injuries and tigers had probably a couple of them yeah. at this point to where it's like his career he is like the bionic probably, man at right this you know what i'm saying his career should probably be over but for whatever reason he just keeps putting himself back together and uh it, i'm not gonna say comes back stronger but he's always he comes back in at least one tournament and does really well whether he wins or whether he has like a top you know 15 finish well he did he's win. always won.
2: he won the masters what two years ago now
3: yeah when, it, when he came
2: he i think it was two years ago that, that he came back and won it after the injury, which was a great story. Uh, maybe the problem I have is that golf is ho-hum to me. So I'm, I'm having a hard time, like, separating how I feel about the sport and how I should feel about this moment. Because all I've seen the discourse around it is pure amazement and praise. And just honestly, my natural opinion has not been that. And that's why I'm like, where, where – where am I wrong in this? Because clearly everyone else feels like this is the most incredible thing ever.
3: Yeah, no, and you know why? It's because he's Tiger. And Tiger's one of those guys that they just kind of suck the air out of the room, right? Like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but when they're there, all the attention is on Tiger Woods. And honestly, I, I feel kind of I feel kind of bad, you know, for for some of these golfers, because Scotty Scheffler is at the at the top of the leaderboard. And nobody cares. He is the number one golfer in the world, by the way. And no one cares because Tiger Woods is back in the tournament. Cameron Smith, currently in second, number three golfer in the world. No one gives a damn. Yeah, <laughs> Tiger Woods is back. Well,
2: golf fans care, you know, but
3: golf yeah. fans care, but ESPN doesn't have a picture of Cameron Smith on the front of their. That's true. Tiger on Woods is on ticket. the front page. Tiger right now. Woods is what's driving wearing his golf. Sunday red. And so for for me, it's like, man, there's certain guys, man. Brady, you know, just completely. Took the, took the sales out of the NFL and said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to retire. What? No. Okay, I'm coming back. Oh, all the news is about Brady. LeBron. The Lakers are two games out of the playoffs. They're not making it. Top story on ESPN, LeBron. what are the Lakers going to do? And LeBron. There's just certain dudes that are just that. This
2: is exactly where I wanted to take this, and that's a great way to transition. I feel like, again, this is for me. But if I feel this way, I imagine at least other pe- some other people feel this way. We've reached a point in our sports fandom where the number one star isn't as beloved or important as they were before, and I want to get to that next. First, I have a Sports Center update. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080, The Fan. 936 here on your Sunday mornings. So Rashad brought this up at the end, and it's exactly where I wanted to take it.
3: That's what she said.
2: I am really, really struggling this time to get behind the Tiger Woods hype at the Masters this year. At the same time, I have been struggling for two or three years to give a damn about what LeBron does anymore. I've also been struggling to care as much about Tom Brady in the last couple of years. And you could put probably any of the superstar athletes. Those are the three that that come to mind. The superstar always talked about athletes dominate the news cycle, and it happened with Aaron Rodgers this offseason, I was like, I just don't care anymore. Like, pick your team, dude. Who cares? Um, I have reached a point where I don't really care about the star as much as the sport anymore. I used to love the storylines around LeBron or Brady or or Tiger or whoever, right? Name superstar who's at the top of the news here. And I think that the reason for it is because in our current day and age of sports media with the 24, seven news cycle with the tweets and the reports and the Instagram posts and all that, I think I've reached my, my limit on my, my like legend drink is full. My cup is full. I don't have any more space for caring about these legends and sports. And I think because of the coverage, it's hit way harder than I thought it was going to. Like if I if if all all I ever heard about LeBron James was, wow, the Lakers made the playoffs this year, and LeBron's playing great, and here he's going to be in the playoffs, and he's the best player in basketball. Instead, it's like every Laker game that they lose, it's a LeBron article about what's going on with the coaches and what what's LeBron going to do and what player. The Lakers suck this year. Why are we still talking about it? That's kind of how I view it. And I'm curious if anybody at the text line feels similarly to me or if you feel similarly, Rashad, text 503-250-1080. I feel like our current market of sports coverage has taken away the shine of following the stars to a point where I'm just exhausted by them now. I I don't even want to hear about them anymore.
3: Yeah, I think... I, I think ultimately people just get tired of certain people. Like there's a, there's a fatigue factor that happens, and with somebody like LeBron, who I think has been really lauded as the the the, the chosen one and the person that's supposed to carry basketball. And lauded, I think, honestly, I mean, he called himself no, he the called chosen himself, a, a, but people called him the chosen one, which is why he tattooed it on his back and all those things. But you know, there's no denying. I think we talk about these guys because there's there's no denying their impact on not just the sport but on culture. And I think that's where, when we talk about greatness, that's where the difference is. It's more than just Magic and Bird were great. It's Magic and Bird were great at a time where they needed someone to step in and they have this blue-collar Boston area versus the glitz and glamour of L.A. and it also had a black-white component against the end like it was it just breeded greatness everything about that situation and that scenario made it made it much bigger than it actually was Michael Jordan man changed the way we look at advertising changed the way we look at how we're able to market guys and stuff like that changed the way um attire and 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 like uh um fashion looks and and some of those things so we have to talk about them LeBron changed the way things look in in basketball and giving players that not just in basketball, but in sports, giving players more mobility to say, no, I'm the product here. This is what should be selling. This is what is selling. We need a fair share of this, or I get to make a decision about my career. And I think that's why we talk about those guys at nauseum. Now we're at a point to where Brady's come towards the end of his career, which is supposed to be over already. He's he's had two Hall of Fame, three Hall of Fame careers already. Brady could easily retire, and nobody's going to catch him. I think we can say fairly that I don't think there's a quarterback, unless you're playing Madden, that's going to win seven Super Bowls. I I mean, in my lifetime, I don't think we'll see it again. Probably not. So, you know, but, again, there's a fatigue thing because you know, like, okay, we're going to talk about who's the best and Brady and who's the, you know, he's going to break other passing records. He's going to do like, Okay, now we get another year of talking about how great Tom Brady is. When in turn, we should be talking about, man, how great Joe Burrow is. And how great some of these other young quarterbacks in the league are, or how great some of these young coaches are. But instead, we're stuck in the same place where we should be talking about Joel Embiid and Giannis and Luca and Trey Young and John ja Morant and Nico. We're talking about how bad the Lakers and LeBron are.
2: Yeah, and you that's know? not to say that we don't talk about those other guys. No, no, but um, but, um, but but like what's but the it's like, but, it's like,
3: but it's like Tiger. But it's like Tiger. We're, we'd rather talk about Tiger being a middling golfer right now as opposed to. Talk about the people who are going to be leading the sport for the next right seven to ten years. I'm not sure how long a golfer's reign up top is typically. But I think
2: it could be a long time.
3: It could be like I mean, but I mean, I haven't, how long of, is Jack outside, at the outside top? of outside of Phil Tiger Jack? I don't really know of any other golfer that's just truly dominated for like three, four, five years in a row. Roy well, and, and had a couple years.
2: I guess you could argue that Phil probably didn't dominate in the same way as those other guys either. But he's Phil a big probably, name. Yeah, he was but. probably
3: the only other person that was winning when tiger wasn't you know so so i think it's just it's there's a fatigue factor there and we're we've seen everything we need to see they've broken every record for the most part that they need to break it's like how much more how many more pats on the back do you need if you're so we're tired of seeing it now i think we're every sport for the most part is in this situation where they have these great young stars that are ready to be the faces of the league man if you haven't got mlb the show i did Shohei Utani is the cover boy of it and everything like that. And he's probably going to be one of the faces. Last year was, was it Tatis that was the, yeah. the, the, the face of it? Like you have these new younger guys. So we don't have to talk about Mike Trout. The thing in baseball anymore.
2: though, is that there is no one guy that everyone focuses on. Like, really? like they, there really isn't. Cause Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, but he also doesn't want to be in the spotlight. So people talk about him, but it's not to the same level of LeBron, Tiger, Tom Brady like that there really isn't. I, I would also, say I would argue that right now the one that's probably most like that would be a guy like Aaron Judge because he's in New York and he's a 6 foot 7 and in a, a interesting specimen and and also he has all the contract stuff going on but I don't know if it's to the same level.
3: I think the reason we probably don't talk about Mike Trout as much is because he doesn't he doesn't win the World Series. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, we talk about LeBron because win or lose, like he's got four rings, got 10 11 trips however many to the finals like That's greatness. Brady's got seven rings, ten trips. You know what I'm saying? To like, that's impressive. You know, and so, and I think that's the the reason that we look at these guys and just say, you know, like, okay, we 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 understand what you do. We understand what you've done. We understand your your greatness at this point. But if I'm with you, I'm at that point to where it's like, you should let these other guys like do their thing. Like when you come around, you steal the spotlight from everybody else, and that's not your fault. Like if you're Le- you're Le- you're, Le- you're LeBron, you're that great. This isn't your fault that they're talking about you, the Lakers being bad. Well, part of it is, but they're not that they're talking about you as opposed to them talking about whoever else. I think we're right there with Steph too. I think there are a lot of people that are like, man, I'm over Steph Curry.
2: Yeah, probably that's probably true. And he was up kind of up at that level of LeBron for a long time. I'm curious because it, it could be like a cycle, an endless loop where you go from there's a group of stars that everyone talks about, and then it transitions to, well, now I want to focus on the teams. To use the NBA as an example, who's the best team right now? It's the the Suns. Suns, And the Suns do have a star in Devin Booker, and they've got a legend in Chris Paul. But people don't talk about Devin Booker or Chris Paul like they talk about LeBron or Giannis or whatever. Which is crazy to me. But they love the Suns because they're a good team, right? I wonder if we've reached a point now where we've become so sick of the star-driven narrative that we're naturally going back to the team-driven narrative of this team is built really well and they're fun to watch. And I know that for the Grizzlies, for example, it's all about John Morant, but people like watching the Grizzlies because they're built well and they play fun basketball. So they, they have a star who is talked about, again, not to the same level. So I wonder if we're just reaching that point in the cycle where we're just we're exhausted of the star talk and we're going to go into team talk for 10, yeah, 15 I, years, and then there's going to be another transcendent star that takes our attention, and we're going to go back into the other part of the cycle.
3: Yeah, but I think even then, just people, I know we have to break, but people just kind of pick and choose. And I think we pick and choose what we like and what we don't and what we're tired of. We're tired of James Harden. People don't want to see him anymore. People are tired of Kyrie. People are tired of certain people, but you know, I'm tired of LeBron. No, it's it's one of those things, but you know, and I think it kind of takes away from guys like like a Devin Booker, who's having a great season, almost averaging 27 points. Like, yeah, it's a great team, but dude's averaging damn near 30. He should be, and an so MVP he candidate. should be in the MVP con- conversation, not just because his team is great. He's the reason his team is great, and it's best player, best team, right? That's that's how they that's how they gave it to Steph a couple of years, best player, best team. And here it is. Here's the best player, 27 points in what? I'm looking, 27 points, six assists or five assists a game. On the best team. On the best team. like I yeah. heard
2: Draymond Green say he should win it because of that.
3: He should. Yeah. I mean, they gave it to Steph twice because of it. And then my other thought for this, and then we'll break,
2: is is it possible that we've reached a point? And I'm not, I, I don't know about this in golf well enough to argue that's the case. Have we reached it? And I guess it's probably not the case because everyone's still talking about Tiger but are there way more young stars than there ever have been all entering at the same time so that our interest or fandom can get split into multiple different people instead of like having one guy that everyone likes watching? Like I I think about this in baseball. You can think about this in basketball. You think about this in football with young quarterbacks. There are so many guys that are fun to watch that instead of just being like, I love Tom Brady. You're like, I love Joe Burrow, and I like Patrick Mahomes, and I like what Jalen Hurts does, and whatever whatever the argument is. And you now have, like, five favorite quarterbacks. Yeah. And yeah. that
3: that's changing how you view the sport and how you view the players. The talent the talent pool is through the roof right now. Like, you know, you even look at a, a team like Cleveland, the Cavaliers right now, Darius Garland is nice. You know, uh, Evan Mobley is nice. Like, you got – Talent all across the NBA. Lamelo Ball can actually ball. He's the best one of the brothers. Man, he's super nice. Like every team has somebody that's just man out out of this world, good at basketball. Anthony Edwards is going to be a star in the NBA. You know, and so you look around that, and he's on a, a not a lowly team because they're in the playoffs. But you got guys coming off the bench, Tyler Heroes, like you know, that with cool names that are just out there, uh, kind of gaining headlines. So. Yeah, I think the NBA, especially the NBA, is in a the probably one of the best positions they've been in in a long time. And then think about this. Four of the top 5 MVP candidates all international players. This yeah. is the this is the greatest time for international players the NBA may has has ever seen. Has may ever possibly.
2: We got this text and I'm responding now to him, but I'll I'll do it on the air too. He said, "Mike, you listen and talk about sports 15 hours a week. Of course you're tired of it." Um And I I guess that could be part of it. But isn't the normal sports fan consuming around that much of sports anyway? Like, If you're a big sports fan, I'm not talking like you're a Blazer fan only. If you're a big sports fan, aren't you watching sports throughout the week, checking your Twitter, interacting with people online? Just because I'm doing it as my job on a microphone doesn't mean that the time spent is different for a regular fan.
3: I I have learned that my sports intake – um, over the past few years, has been um, not as much as, yeah. as I as I used to, you know. So even now, like NBA games will be on, and I will have found another cool show to watch or something like that. So it's like it's on. Like, I feel football. like that's called getting older. Even for, even when during the football season, you already know by the one o'clock game, I'm taking a, a nap and so I'm probably <laughs> missing most of what happens there. And so I think with the you know being able to find stats at the you know at your fingertips and all these things, it's kind of you know, look at highlights be able to look at replays and stuff like that. It's kind of changed the way we view and and, and have a sports intake. So, yeah, but I think most of us kind of found some other things, I guess, which is a, a good thing about the pandemic. One good thing is, like, we've all kind of found other things outside of sports to keep us uh, occupied and motivated for a little bit.
2: All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll have a quick uh, turn and burn segment, and then I'd like to get into the upcoming NBA playoffs. We're into the Woo. final day. Of the NBA season today.
3: Blazers are an 11 seed. What? Blazers are what? We're a 12th seed? Let's go. Oh, I don't know. I've been looking at them <laughs>
2: in the reverse standings. They're yeah. the sixth seed in the reverse standings. <laughs> yeah,
3: let's go. That's
2: all that matters. Uh, but we've got some interesting playing games coming up, and we'll talk about that uh, coming up next hour. But a quick turn and burn next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Richard on 1080 the Fan. This is the metal song that Rashad chose for the show.
3: Called Metal Angus yes. by Alter Bridge. Great, great, uh, great band.
2: I had a weird thought on the way into the station this morning. Um this is this is perfect for this quick segment that we gotta get back on track for. This is where my brain goes sometimes. There was this little like uh flying bug that was on my car this morning. It was like right in between the crack of the doors and when i got here it had crawled out of the crack on the doors and it flew away have you ever had the thought of like did i just f with that whole bug's life because that bug is now 20 minute driving time away from where it started and it's in a whole new environment <laughs> like like is that bug going where am i hello family anybody i'll be honest Nope. I, I know. I didn't ask if you've <laughs> thought about it. I'm just like, it's that's how my brain works sometimes. I looked at that, and I was like, "You are, that bug is nowhere near where it started this journey. You,
3: no, it's crazy. It's crazy how bugs can just set up shop wherever they wherever like, they do feel they, comfortable.
2: Do they, like, Bugs Life and Ants taught me they have families. So uh, do they have a family that they're now very far away from, and they're gone forever because they just latched onto my car? They
3: can be single. Are you born with a family? Like, are you born with, like, a a whole built-in family and wife and kids and stuff already or do you do ants mate i don't know how this works like i need to know more about they didn't show that start part on on bug's life and i don't remember if it was, it was bug life bug's life or ants ants One was a better movie by, by the way really really uh not for kids at certain points
2: uh i think ants was pretty brutal yeah
3: yeah i want to say yeah i want to say i think ants. there was, was death like, in yeah there. This, is, this is this movie is not made for kids uh, i love it's that it's like movie. killing bambi's mom for like two hours it's like nobody wants to see this <laughs> my god
2: it was just a, it was a strange thought i had this morning because i saw i was like oh yeah you were on my car when i left uh, left this morning now you're all the way over here how's that gonna affect your life huh oh
3: no they're, their life's over they gotta find a new family <laughs> At this point, is
2: there like a new predator and in I, this area that's think, not over there? And
3: I think they might have known. That's why they, you know, they probably left their family. And said, you oh, it like,
2: was intentional. Me and Mike are out of here. <laughs> this car is going to go somewhere else in the morning. I'm going to latch myself onto and it, and
3: I'm going to be there. So, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I don't think much about what bugs. Like, if I see if I see certain things, certain bugs, it's crazy. I, maybe I'm just what's what's the racist ver- version of for bugs? What is it?
2: Uh, you are
3: speciesist. I guess. Because, right. like, if I see a, a, um, a ladybug. You're not, you're not about anything yeah, other than humans? If I see a ladybug, I'm not going to flick it away. I'm going to, oh, ladybug, why don't you get off it? If I see a butterfly, oh, butterfly, fly away. Well, I might blow it, help it. <laughs> fly away, <laughs> you know. But if I see, like, a, an ant, ugh. ugh. <laughs> Instantly <laughs> kill it. A, a spider, something like that. That spider could not. How many times have you seen a spider in the wall? That spider is doing nothing to you. Oh, It's, it's chilling. It's chilling. It's not doing anything. It's probably looking for food for its family like you were talking about. Man, just roaming the wall and I've got my here newspaper comes the tissue. <laughs> or my house shoe or something like that. And it's like, "Oh, this spider is about to get yeah. so killed." Like, so I mean That is interesting. Yeah, right.
2: There I don't like bugs. I have a general discomfort around them as a whole. But yeah, there are some where I'm like, "I'll let you live." And others where I'm like,
3: "No, nope, way. you got to die." You know, You're dying right, here, right now. So yeah, it's it's weird the way we treat bugs. We gotta be, I guess we gotta be nicer at certain points. But I mean, if I, I see, if I see an ant, I would not have to go buy an ant uh, trap. I've had some weird ants. Don't know where they came from. Still can't figure out. Like in your house right from. now. Yeah, like still can't figure out where they came from. There are but, a lot uh, of ants
2: out in Oregon. They're easy but, to get into the house.
3: Man, yo know, As soon as I saw those ants, nope.
2: Here's you the, the trade
3: Here's the traps. You're going down. Yeah, that's the way it's gotta go.
2: Anyway, so to the, whatever that little flying bug was, hopefully you find your family. I think I do that sometimes where I just give non-human things human emotions in my head just as like a game that i play with myself sometimes it's very nice of you lynch is it You're, yeah, it is it or is. am you, i an insane person
3: no you think you think about that means you think about the earth and you think about the all the the paintings of it so that's a good thing
2: <laughs> yeah okay i'm sure there's levels deeper to that that show my it's insanity, called a hippie that's <laughs> I, I am not a hippie that's okay
3: but uh i Hip- do that i do that in my head sometimes hippies come in a lot of different forms they're all they're not all just you know white people with dreads you know they're learned <laughs> Hippies come in a lot of different forms, man. So it looks like you're just one of those.
2: All right. Well, I don't know if I like that, but let's uh, let's Love go it. into the second hour and we'll get to you a little NBA playoff chatter as the playoffs will begin with the playing tournament this week. And you want the Pelicans to lose, Blazer fans. We'll get to all of that next hour. This is Sports on
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever.